Kiora and welcome to the Machinist Therapy Hotline. We've been on a break to Hawaii, living it up like fucking lords, and now it's time to get back into it for episode 30. But of course, before we can commence, I've got to make sure that the Dream Team are here and we are ready to rock and roll. <gasps> Albert Rogzinski! What's up? Shane Poole. Back and better than ever, baby. Tony Klauser. Wait, what? You went to Hawaii? And me, Aloha Jody. Let's get on with the podcast. <laughs> well... Here we are, boys. Uh, we've been away for whoa, six weeks. I think um, our listeners probably would like uh, a reason why. And you know what we say to that? Get fucked. You don't yeah, need to know. <laughs> Has it really been six business. weeks? God damn, it's a long time. It is a long time between sit-ins. So, uh, look, everyone, to be fair, the whole idea of the podcast is that uh, we get to share experiences, and we hope that we're going to help, you know, the industry a wee bit. But also, we we're also busy, and we don't believe in just filling airtime just for the sake of filling airtime. So hopefully, all of you people out there understand that, and uh, we hope you carry on listening because we're we're back, we're ready, and we're super amped. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. We're talking so to you, Danny Rudolph. Yeah. Ooh. Sure. Uh. You and your little you and your little parts. Yeah, we oh. just don't blast out them podcasts. We want to make it mean something. Real oh, good. Real good. Like, like you know, you know when you rub your legs because you're so like aggressively <laughs> excited. I mean, so like, you know, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Where are you <laughs> going with this? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm actually sitting here rubbing my legs, thinking, where am I going? I don't know what I'm going to say right now. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, so. First of all, before we kick off, uh, we did do a wee little competition to see who would win the MTH I Am The Coolant Drinker mug. And it was Brandon Sudavasa. Is that close enough? Did you send send the mug out to him? Fuck yeah, I did. It's no brainer. It's off. I I admire your bravery just for trying the last name. It hasn't it hasn't arrived yet. It's the 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 company said it's gonna like take two weeks or something. There's some bullshit yeah. about. There's apparently there's pan there's a pandemic and there's a problem with people shipping stuff. So uh, I mean, yeah, I'm well, it, there's a halfway problem around the fucking world. Ship things through customs with a dead possum in it. It does take a while. Sometimes. Well, that is an other story altogether, which we should venture into one day because that was an absolute fuck up. But never mind. <laughs> Total fuck up. So anyhow, um, what we did do, where, where we sort of left off, we we posted a topic about retirement, and it was it was semi loaded. You know, there was it was supposed to create a bit of a reaction, but it was quite interesting. Obviously, you know, looking at people's reactions on the on the Instagram. Um, so I'll just I'll just want to sort of recap. So, do you believe that you should still carry on working even though you physically can't? Or, you know, what does retirement actually look for you? Albert, I'd like to start with you. Well, um, I'm glad, actually, because 
if you physically can't work anymore, then that would be stupid <laughs> to work because you physically can't work anymore. That's what I was going to say. So, uh, you guys are so hard. technical. So technical. <laughs> so you're in a wheelchair, and well, I should go to work, but I can't because I have a tummy ache. Right, Albert? <laughs> um, I thought he was asking me, but... Uh, oh, sorry. sorry, son. Okay, go okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I think... Uh, Actually, my grandpa used to say this. So my grandpa used to say, men don't burn out, they rust out. So I personally, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't, I mean, the idea of retiring, I think probably means something different to everybody. If I retired, I would still work. I would probably just not want to be working for things that cost money. Or okay. that I, I should say that made me money. So I would be more than happy to continue working, but maybe on like a hobby or something like that. I mean, that would be just fucking ideal, but... Um, I, I, I think that a lot of people will end up finding throughout their life that they, to a degree, they enjoy work. It becomes like a part of them. Yeah. You know, you spend, you spend so much time at work and once you find like a career or a job that, that you like, and you're kind of content with, you're going to spend a lot of time with those people and it, it just becomes like a part of your life. So mm. I think it, it might be pretty similar to like when maybe like somebody in the services leaves you know, yeah. they go back. I, I've never, I've not been in or served in, uh, you know, the army or military or anything, but a lot of times when they leave and they go back to being like quote unquote civilians, they feel kind of empty, you know? Um, and I think that that's partially because they feel like they belong to something, you know, maybe something bigger. And I mean, for me, I definitely feel that way about work. So I like, I like working. I like providing something for other people that's of value. It makes me feel good. That's a really good point, the way you hit it on the head like that. I mean, so we don't really realize how much time we spend there. We spend more time there than we do anywhere else. But I can relate to that because last summer when in California, when the winds would blow and the PG&E wires would touch each other and sparks would fly and the world would burn down, they decided to turn all the power off. And so they shut the power off in California for four days. And so I was at home with Katie and Dexter, and we barbecued outside on her gas grill, and yada, yada, yada. And our neighbors have gas, so we could go over there and shower. But it's like four days without any electricity. It was like, I can barely do one day off on a weekend at home and, and not just, you know, I always have to be doing something. But four days, I wasn't at the shop. I couldn't do anything at the house. I couldn't turn on any lights. I couldn't go out and clean the garage except for when the sun was up. It was like, it, I really don't know how I'm going to retire. That's something I'm going to have to deal with. I'm going to have to find a hobby. I, I was going to say, I, I think that that you that your hobby is working, and whether or not you realize it or not, like you're for for people who have a career. When you have a career, you're taking ownership for something that you're doing. You're taking that extra step of responsibility, and I think that that's I don't I don't know. I mean, that's where you feel comfortable like I personally I feel comfortable at work I feel confident at work that's like I'm in my zone right yeah and everybody should feel that way about their workplace they should be able to go there and do their job like to the best of their ability or effectively and it should be like it should give them some degree of satisfaction to know that they're doing a good job or they're doing things the right way Mm -hmm. otherwise you're not really like living your life with any kind of purpose you know it's like you just show like what why you're wasting your fucking time 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you and I probably really enjoy our jobs more than a lot of people that just go to work for somebody else and punch a clock. But I mean, there's still other stuff that I want to do. I mean, I still have hobbies, whether or not I've been in touch with them for many years is, is a different story. But right. in the corner of my shop is still that 600 katana that needs to be cleaned up, rebuilt and back on the road. And in the other corner of my shop is that 64 Dodge that has two motors ready to be dropped in and cruise through freaking downtown and and scare the wife. And then in the other corner of my shop is a set of golf clubs that I haven't touched in freaking years. And the last time I Thank went God, out, golf for pussies. Whoa! <laughs> Shots oh. fired, boat boy. <laughs> Never mind. I just want to know. Most of America will not enjoy that comment, but they can suck it. I just want to know how are you going to get two motors in that Polara? I'm going to do one at a time, Boomer, but yes, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I have hobbies, and I want to get to them, and I'm really itching. And We I still need to, to race Arma together. We need to do what? Race Arma together, the American Historical oh, Racing fuck. Motorcycle yes, Association. we do. Fuck yes, we do. We need to go do that over at freaking Cletus's house. Yeah. So, so just, so, t- I mean, for me, like, Tony, I, I actually envisage that, you know, once oh no, you get to that beautiful age where there's there's no financial anything anywhere, you're just you're just like the, the guru dude that could basically be some sort of teacher for all the young guns coming through. And I think you'd be fucking awesome at that. I, I, I could imagine you doing that, you know. Maybe, but I think I'm probably too fucking rough around the edges because it's like, you That's know, true. I'm kind of <laughs> same along along the same lines as fucking. I mean, I could work side by side with Albert, I'm sure, all day, every day, and we believe in a lot of the same things. And we come to work and we get shit done and we carry our weight. But it's like when you've got people that, I mean, the people these days just are, come in, they think everybody's on flex time, like you're a huge company. I'll get there when I get there. I'll leave when I go to That's leave. so, dude, you hit the nail on the head. That's so fucking bizarre to me because, like, Tony, I mean, in the grander scheme of things, you and I, we have pretty small businesses. We're, like, mm-hmm. basically a, a couple of people. And it's so, I don't know if it's that it's hard to find good help or it's that now that I have, like, a couple employees, people start to come in with the attitude of, like, oh, like, he's got money. Like, it's no big deal. Like, I'll just show up and, like, punch the clock and like it doesn't make a fucking difference and the reality is is that every fucking little bit makes a difference like even at a much larger company than than both of ours you know yeah but 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 hold on but do you think that is like he's got that attitude because he doesn't feel like he's getting the right amount of time for example with you to be able to share your knowledge. So he's just like, oh, well, he doesn't really care too much about me, nope. so fuck it. Nope. Uh, that's the way Not the world all. is right now. They don't give a fuck. No, I, I was I was showing I just... a guy the other day how to, like, indicate live tools in. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah it is. Yeah. He's it not is? taking notes. <laughs> and as I'm explaining something to him, someone, like, walked by and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? Because one of the weekend shift guys was there for yeah. some sort of crossover meeting or something. And then he, like, walks away and is, like, talking to that guy. And it's like, I'm all for teaching somebody something if they take it seriously and they pay attention. But 
if they blow it off and they don't give a fuck, then why should I give a fuck? And see, and that's right there. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, hey, look, I'm showing you something right now, and it's not because I fucking want to. It's because I need to fucking teach you because somebody else needs to know how to do it. I, it, it, that's where that's a, I that's a quick the, way for a trip to HR, my man. I know. I agree with you. <laughs> do anything right with a sense of purpose, Tony. That's what that's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me flip it a little bit then. So let's 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 take it the other way. Let's just say that you have you have uh, an older guy working for you who is he's he's basically already at the point where in theory he can start collecting. I don't know how it works in the states, but over here you have, you know, you have like your state pension. So when you get to 65, you can then go to Mr. Government and say, "Yo, uh, can you start giving me some money now? Because I've been putting into this big pool of retirement fund, and that'd be really cool." Now True. let's let's just say that you've got this guy, but he doesn't want to, a guy or girl, so he doesn't, he or she doesn't want to retire uh, because they are. They, they have not put themselves in a position financially to be able to do that. But when they are, the, the, now, let's imagine that they, when they are at work, they're not actually working. Like they're just, they're just coming in. Like what you were saying about these young guns that don't give a fuck. Imagine it's the other way around and you've got, you've got a guy that's so far old, like he's so far long in the tooth that he also now just doesn't give a fuck. And just coming in, punching the clock, and yet he is now stopping a potential young person, young enthusiastic person from getting a job because you can't actually afford to get rid of that guy. Like, w- what do you do then, Shane? Shit, can him. Okay, I I can't like here. We can't do that. It, there there is employment laws that do not allow you to just go. Oh, you're shit canned. Like it's just you can't do that. Okay, okay I then I, w- I would put them on a personal improvement plan and have that meeting and have it all in writing as to what the expectation is and what they need to change if they would like to keep their job. Okay. What about you, Albert? I would say set up a shell company in a third world country, and then the, the rules of that company apply because of that country that you're in. So then you could shit can them. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's freaking deep. Kind of that is okay. I feel like there's something else going on here. <laughs> you do it either way, really. My way or Shane's way would be fine. Okay, okay. Now, hang on. Let's say there's another element to this. Let's just say so that the this person and look, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be you know a little bit against the grain here. This this person that we're talking about also is part of a union so it has the full back end of the union and part of that union requires them to have you know if they because they've been there for x amount of years that uh if you try to make them uh, i don't know if you have this word in america but it's we just call it redundant so you're you're out of the, out of the job because there's no job but if you do that you've then got to pay them money to get out of the job i don't know is it separate package yeah yeah, but imagine that they've been there so long that it costs so much to get rid of them that you just don't want to do that. Like, so then you're saying, so then you have to do what Shane is saying, right? I've never worked in that environment, but we had a very big um, Aerojet Rocketdyne had a big facility right out here. I grew up in the town next door to it, and uh, there were a lot of guys that were there since like the 60s, and um, 
just knowing a lot of people that worked out there, they were like, you know, these people make an insane amount of money and they do nothing and you literally can't get rid of them. And a lot of that's the reason why the Aerojet Rocketdyne is no longer there mm-hmm. because they close. It was, I think it was cheaper for them to close that facility and move everything out of state than it was to keep it going at the yeah. way it was going. That's crazy. Brilliant. That is just so they they moved crazy. it to the they I think they built a facility in Virginia, and then they expanded their facility in Huntsville. Right. And then there were a lot of guys coming around wondering why we couldn't pay them fifty eight dollars an hour. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then and then you've got the other guys though that are you know they they've always worked like 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 well like Tony I guess you know you've you you've always worked fucking hard every day you know i know you're working for your own business tony now but like you know there are people like you and i'd, I'd like to think us that are in businesses that they come to work and they give 120 percent every day because that's just the type of people they are and you know at, i think that then that those people and i'm talking at the retirement age of the spectrum like you just want to say do you know what you can just do whatever hours you want. Just just come in, just keep the mind fresh, and I'll find projects for you. Like that's then a luxury to be able to do that. But I think it's they've done they've done the hard yards, and therefore they you know you owe them the respect to be able to do that. Definitely, we yeah. have a guy that um, we moved our facility. He was already like a 35, 40 minute drive from our old shop up in Auburn. And then we moved down the hill, and so we became about uh, probably hour and 15, hour and 20-minute drive each way for him. And I think he was like 64, 65, maybe a little older. And so we we kind of – we knew he, he didn't want to make the drive, but he still was. And so we kind of created a position for him. And so he does all of our um, like tool ordering. So I have like a, a live – um, Excel document and I just throw things on there everything that I want or anything that the shop needs and then he calls our supplier and deals with them and I also use him a lot for like leg work like we were looking for some sort of rotary burnishing uh, solution and I had him talk to Cogsdale and Elliot and whoever else and he kind of you know did all the research and figured everything out and then laid it out for me. Okay, here's, you know, these three options or whatever. And then we made our decision and he talked with them and, and also took care of all the uh, technical aspect of it. Like, here's where you want your bore. Here's the finish you want on your bore. Here's how fast to run it. You know, all of that stuff. So I didn't have to sit on the phone with those guys and, you know, he just put it into an email for me and it makes it, real easy for me because I can use him for that sort of thing. And, and he really, that's what he really enjoys too, is kind of that stuff and learning new things. Mm. Okay. So, so I got, I got a couple of things to say here. So it's a two part deal. So the backup a little bit about what you were saying about older guys coming into a shop and maybe they should be retired, but they're not. And you call it the double dipping. Well, in California, especially, and I don't know how the rest of the United States is, but in California, especially, a lot of people that are ready to retire can't really fucking afford to retire because they just don't have the funds or the money or they weren't able to wrap shit back or 401k and had to burn through it or whatever, you know? And it's like, 
so you you might find yourself in a position where you do need to have a job and you do need to go you know work longer but it depends still the ethics on how you were raised and what your mentality is on what you're, you know, how you go to work. It's like if my place burned down tomorrow and I had no place to go and I'd hit Boomer up and he'd be like, yeah, you can come over here. You know, the same thing. I would treat that company with the same respect that I treat mine. You know, he says you start at six, you're there at a quarter till it ends yeah. at 430. You know, I'm there at 435 and then, then putting my shit away and, you know, it breaks or breaks and, you know, if you've got something to do on cycle time, you're getting the next job ready. Or if not, there's nothing else to do, but you're standing there in front of your machine, you're running, you're just looking through, and you're looking through the window, and you're waiting for the part to stop so you can take it out, blow it up, and put the next one in. And it's just, it, it, there's, there's just not that anymore. If you find somebody like that, or you can teach somebody like that, and I've probably said this time and time again, they're really valuable. And it doesn't matter what level they're on. If you've got somebody running the saw that he's watching the slugs drop off and land in a box, but he's not just sitting there watching the saw fucking saw. He's like sweeping up the chips around the floor or he's like making sure the saw has enough coolant or he's got the next bar on the rack behind it. Because all he's got now is like a 12 inch piece and it's going to be like two more parts. And instead of waiting for the saw to stop and picking up the three inch bar and putting it on the fucking saw table... Why not have it there already to shove through the chute mm-hmm. when it's done? It's that type of thing that we all wish there was more people. I mean, every shop could use freaking 15 of those. Dude, I could use five. taking ownership. Albert could use, yeah, Albert could use It's five. taking ownership for your five. actions. Dude, exactly. it, live, live your life with fucking purpose, right? Like you're already there. You're already at work. You know how much it costs you to put in the extra effort? and do it the, the right way, it literally costs zero fucking dollars. And you already have to be there. It's not like yeah. you can be there and be on your fucking phone. If you're on your phone, you're going to get fucking yelled at, you know? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. just do your fucking job. Like, okay, let me ask a question. Let's say you've got, you've got an, uh, a guy that is in – He's past the retirement age. He's still producing for you, it, albeit a little bit slower because, you know, bodies do move slower eventually. But you've also got a, a young gun. He's he's about to start his third year of his apprenticeship. Okay? He's mm-hmm. the future of your company. You start getting into a little bit of financial trouble, not because of anything your business is doing, but just general, the global economy is you know, taking a shit dump on itself. You have to get rid of somebody. Which one do you get rid of? Tony. Um, Tony. I would, I would, well, I would think hard about it. And I would say to myself and to these two other guys, it's like, well, one, we got to figure out how long we think this is going to last. But there's, there's, there's two things here. The guy that's got older and there's the knowledge can teach this younger guy what he needs to know or what he may think he already knows but doesn't know. So it'd be nice to be able to find a way to keep them both, maybe cut the hours. But if that's not possible, um, I don't know. Without anybody there to be able to teach the younger guy, it's pretty much worthless. But the older guy is only good for so long. Because the older guy, the older guy could also it, within, you know, within a few months of you making that decision, the older guy might suddenly go, oh, I think I'll be retired now, or you know what I mean, yeah. like in an extreme situation. I mean, 
Yeah, I think there's more to it. I think you'd have to really dive deep into this and evaluate it because, I mean, it's going to be a little bit different everywhere. But if there was any way to keep the two together, if this older gentleman was teaching this younger guy, I would try to utilize that as to the best that they could. But if it's there's just no way to keep them both. Okay. I don't sitting, know. On, sitting on the fence. What about you, Shane? I am on the fence. Uh, I'm kind of with Tony, you know, it's, you know, I, f- I feel like if you, if you lay off that older guy, like he's going to have a harder time probably finding a job because a lot of people are going to have that same attitude is, you know, how much time does this guy really have left? Do we want to, you know, spend, you know, two, three months getting him acclimated to our shop and just have him, you know, split after a few more months. Um, I mean, yeah, I would really try to find a, a way to keep everybody i mean whether it's i know you know the state has work sharing programs and things like Mm -hmm. so i i think that's what i would try to do as well because i mean you're it's it's so tough now finding young people that that really want want it and they're there to work and they're there to work hard and pay attention and learn Mm -hmm. and progress and so you don't want to get rid of that either and then you don't want to get rid of you know the guy that's seen it all Per se. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if I thought that young guy had been watching every move this older guy was doing, and it was like probably only like ten percent left, this older guy hasn't shared with this younger guy, and then it'd be a given for me. I'd be like, hey, hey you know, older gentleman, let's, let's, I, I can't keep you anymore. But if it was like fifty-fifty split, like this old guy still had a ton of knowledge, and this young guy was like still way green. It depends on how far along the young guy is on his apprenticeship. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What about you, Albert? What's your take? Well, um, I wanted to say two things. One kind of loosely related to this, but I wanted to say it before I forgot. Because you mentioned old guy, and it reminded me of uh, EWW Enterprise on Instagram. Uh, This guy, Ed, he's actually kind of all over the practical machinist forums, too. He's He's been around for a while. He started his business, whatever. And he's, he's done, like, a really good job growing his business at a very, like, steady and sustainable rate, and I, I really dig that. Um, and he's got this old guy working for him that he refers to as Mr. John. And Mr. John is kind of just, like, this handyman that he uses for, like, shop projects all around the shop, you know. So here he's got this older guy who's, like, <clears throat> pretty handy and you know, all by he's, he's older, so he probably moves slower, but he's diligent and he, you know, he's got like a good work ethic and he's still there. The guy's got to be in his seventies. And I just think it's super cool to see this dude who's like in his probably seventies showing up every day and still working. Um, but more to your question, I think that it would, it's tough because not everybody's like transparent about stuff these days. Like if you have a talk to somebody they might just say something just to like make you happy and kind of keep you at bay. But I think a conversation would be best between the two of these people, you know, like, Hey, like just be transparent with them, tell them what your conflict is and explain to them like, Hey, you know, I need to know your level of commitment because I'm kind of faced with a difficult decision. Like I'd like to keep you both, but if that's not an option, you know, I I'd like to know kind of where your head's at and, and, where you need to be in the next year, five years, whatever, like kind of like a help me help you situation, you know? Yeah, I agree. Hey, Jody, I got one directed right back at you. It just kind of popped into my head. 
talking about older guys and, and the jack of all trades and then somebody that's fairly young, which I'm calling you that now. What if management came to you and said, Jody, we've got a problem with funds. Uh, there's you here and there's Stu here. And Stu's been around for a very, very long time. So we can't afford to keep you both. What would be your reaction? That's a very good question. Uh, well, one, I already know Stu is just doing whatever hours he wants because that's what, that's what I've told him to do. He just does whatever he wants. But if it just literally came down to that, uh, I would I would personally ask Stu what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. If he said he wants to carry on working because he needs he needs that in his life, then I would leave and I would I would feel confident enough that I could go and get another job somewhere else. Um, yeah, I, he he's earned the respect through the company that he shouldn't be the one that has to make that decision, you know? Yeah, so, I do. I mm. would I would hope that if that ever was the situation, that there would be a way to work it out if he went part-time or you did part-time or mm. whatever be. But, I mean, it's like the ultimate question we're asking here a guy yeah. around for fucking ever that yeah. did amazing shit on machines and there's a guy like yourself that's very important at being there and, and running operations i mean it's like you're never you're probably not going to get that scenario with you where you are and him where he is but i mean oh, but there will be people out there that are some you know that that are up against these types of hard like questions or decisions do you know i mean like you know there's a lot of people that are struggling out there and uh and and some of these people might be having these thought processes now at, at a different level, you know, not necessarily as extreme as what we're saying. But, I mean, that's why we're having this conversation, because, you know, life isn't easy. And sometimes you're going to make absolutely shit decisions. And it's how you go forward after you've made a decision that that's that's the real you know part that counts. True. Stop the podcast. Do you want to be on our show? Are you interesting? Are you a really cool person? Or maybe you know someone that's absolutely fucking amazeballs. Well, get in touch. Click the link on our bio. Look for our email address. Flick us an email or a DM and we want to know about some amazing people doing amazing things that we would have great conversations with. So get in touch, get on board, let's hear it. Okay, it's time to get on with the podcast. I was thinking in the future, we should just start recording from the very get-go. And I realized it would probably make a little bit more for Jody to edit. But I think that when we first start talking, like a lot of the more or less like bullshit that we just start talking about could be like relevant in most of the podcast. Because it's like, you know, we only really like conversate like every two weeks or whatever. And so I feel like whenever we start to conversate, we have like kind of like a lot of shit going on. And mm-hmm. that we're all catching up on. So, like, I don't know. Have you That's noticed like, he is? He has been recording this whole time. Well, well not the whole time. Not the whole minutes ago. Twelve minutes. Yeah. yeah sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah like, something like venting. You know what I'm saying? The guys haven't talked well, in two yeah. weeks, and here's what's going on. 
I mean, yeah. like this, there's a lot of shit that goes on in two weeks, and and, and we are basically all influencers now. So people people want to know. You're a public. People want to know. People like want to know what what's what's where's Hillbilly Hank? Why haven't I heard from? What did he get arrested? Oh, or dude, he called you out tonight, man. You missed the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, he was representing your he representing your old oh, grungy shit. hat. I need a new one. Oh fuck! Hey, yeah, I fuck need a you. new one too. <laughs> God, he has split personalities up in here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, look, to, to be I fair. I actually bought my Pain Concepts hat. I think yeah, I paid for it out for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were one of the first people to hit me up about that. And I was like, holy shit, like, somebody actually wants one of these fucking things? Those hats are badass. I wore They're the way shit out badass. of that hat. Yeah, it's I'm like falling thanks, apart man. now. They're well I, made, I good shit. Cool. Yeah. I, I hate it when you get when you get some fucking merchandise from somebody, whether it's like a t-shirt or a hat, and it's just those, like some cheap bullshit. Like it's made in China, or it fits like ass, or it's the got material that is like Velcro strap on the back. Fits like ass. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Come on, you've never had a t-shirt that fit like shit. Yeah. No, I do, but I've never said it fits like ass. I mean, sometimes ass is nice. I didn't know it was always bad, but yeah, my t-shirt fit it like nice. <laughs> I hate the ones that they're like, you get the t-shirt and it's like so soft and like comfortable. Yeah, and then you, you wash, wash it. it like two times and then it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like a belly shirt at that point. Yeah. I get, I, I, I get, you know, I can't tell you how many of my cool shirts Katie knows because after one wash, they're fucking toast. They just go straight to her. I don't know about you guys, but I pretty much wear a mirror tool shirt like literally every day of the week. I've they're got like, mine on. I've got mine on now. I, honestly, I have I have mine on now. Sweet. They fit good. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. they're pretty durable. I, they're black. I don't care if they get dirty. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, mo- they gave me most of mine. So, I mean, I can't be that mad about it. Have you got any of the Akuma shirts? Because they're pretty well made, too. And they're black and they're, you don't care if you get dirty and they're heavy duty. I wish I had an Akuma shirt. I know mm, they've stepped yeah. up their, like, marketing game and stuff and their social game. But, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling the love from them. I, I like no. their stuff. but I, I don't, you know. I, All I get is a calendar. Do you need any pins? Pins <laughs> or pins? He had one. Well, I hope you said pens because I'd like to order 100 Akuma pens, please. I think if you'd be badass if Albert posted fucking burnout. That's what yeah, I think. Me too. But... Or his stunts on his fucking boat. Or the cops chasing him down the river. That'd be yeah. badass. Don't even get me fucking started. Oh, man. <laughs> There you I'm go. Going Save to it court for the gram, bro. In two weeks. You're going to court? Oh wow. man, yes. you gotta fucking document this. <laughs> Did I'm you venture into the no wake zone? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh somebody. Do you? Are you honestly? You gotta go to court because you got stopped by the police boat, boat police. <laughs> I mean, I'm going. I'm going voluntarily because those guys were being such fucking cunts. Whoa. I'm doing it to prove a point. Wow. You got a fucking, you got a document. He's gonna pay his fine in pennies. <laughs> hey, he's like, you know, there's the coin shortage, yeah. right, Boomer? What are they, what are they gonna do if I don't pay it? Like, am I gonna not be able to buy a car in the future or something? Go fuck yourself. You take my license. Fuck off. 
They won't it let is, you wakeboard down the river. You can only tube. global pandemic going on, and they pulled me over and wrote me a ticket because I was making wake past a police boat when they were pulling somebody else over. <laughs> That's awesome. That is I'm, fucking stupid. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Water. I had somebody in the water. There were a lot of boat traffic out. I was not about to just drop somebody and stop just because a cop was pulling over some pontoon boat for probably a fucking safety check. So suck it. Well, guys, I mean, like, we've gone through some retirement discussion and, you know, we're, we're back on board again. Um, we've reached the end of the podcast. We're, we've got a lot in the pipeline, which is going to be so awesome going forward. So, yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to uh, some of the things we've got down the pipeline. And, yeah, it was, it was good to see you guys today. Good to talk you. to you too, man. I yeah. still can't see you. Sorry, I meant talk. I meant talk. I meant talk. <laughs> you said pipe a lot, too. I know. Yeah. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's smoking pipe. <laughs> it's the end of Machinist Therapy Hotline. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. It's been a long time. I miss chatting with everybody. Um, it feels good. Real good. Sure does. Boomer. Thank you, Boomer. Pleasure was all yours. And you sound really good with that hot new mic, by the way. Yeah, Thank say you. something else sexy. Say, say yeah. something. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> and thank you, Albert. You're welcome. I'll send you my bill. Okay. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> Don't get a bellyache. <laughs> okay, until next time, we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Later. Bye. Later.